Welcome to Success Strategies for Dental Practice Owners, the podcast for dentists who are ready to take their practice to new heights. Join your host, Stan Kinder, who has worked with the profession over four decades and now represents practice owners interested in exploring a relationship with a DSO. On the show, he explores ways to grow your income and increase the value of your practice. Expect thoughtful conversations with influential guests who are pioneers in the dental industry. From insightful dental consultants to brilliant marketing experts, from accomplished dental practice owners to innovative dental manufacturers, this podcast will bring you a diverse range of perspectives. Success Strategies for Dental Practice Owners is here to equip you with the tools and information you need to thrive. Your practice's future begins right here. And now, here's your host, Stan Kinder. I'd like to welcome everybody to another uh, episode of the Success Strategies for Dental Practice Owners podcast. I'd like to welcome my guest today, uh, part of Shaw. He is the uh, founder and president of eLaunchers.com, a full-service uh, marketing agency. Welcome, part of. Appreciate your uh, participating today. As I've shared with you, my goal on these podcasts is really to expose the listeners to uh, some subject matter experts that can provide content and information that will help them achieve higher levels of success, however they might define that. A good starting place maybe is for you to tell us a little bit about your background, e-launchers, and uh, kind of what your personal journey has been. Dan, thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Grateful to be here. So, I've been in marketing. I have been in directors of marketing since 1989. Uh, I have mailed over a billion pieces of direct mail. And in my heart, I'm a mathematician, predictive economist, and a data scientist. I was exposed to marketing for dentists in 2011. So I've been working for dentists since 2011. And I had the privilege of working with some dentists in Dan Kennedy ecosystem who learned from Dan Kennedy and some high-end coaches and consultants who teach dentists how to grow their business. People like Dr. Tom Moran, people like John Meese, Dr. John Meese, people like Wendy Briggs, people like or Dr. Christopher Phelps. Uh, and because I go to work for them and their coaching students, I got to implement the best practices in dentistry and that's how I built my system around. Great. So I have owned eLauncher since 2006 and in 2023, I launched a new brand called Dental Growth Machine. It's essentially eLaunchers for dentists with the old focus on a dedicated team just supporting my dental clients and my systems, my processes, and the efficiencies to help dentists grow dental practice. Got it. Great. I know that you have been a follower of Dan Kennedy for many years, who I believe is one of the greatest marketing minds of the last 50 years. Tell me a little bit about how his principles and approaches have been integrated uh, into your business in general and specifically into the Dow Growth Machine component. So, you know, meeting Kennedy was a life-changing event. I mean, I met him in 2009. And I've been in direct mail marketing forever. But having this big, larger-than-life giant talk about all principles of direct response marketing in the simplest term was a game-changer. I'm like, I can do things that he is 
teaching. Don't want the people who are learning from him, but don't know how to do what he wants done for them. Right. So I became the Dan Kennedy Systems Implementer. Got it. Yeah. And I, I know that one of the things that he is absolutely adamant about is that the only kind of marketing that makes sense is direct response where, you know, you, you have a financial input and there has to be some sort of a measurable response to that input so you can make judgments about how effective the marketing is or isn't. Um, and I, I know just from the work that you and I have done together where you've helped me in my own business that uh, you certainly integrate those approaches into into what you do. I know that you also that you recommend integrating software tools like HubSpot or Keep into your uh, uh, marketing efforts. Uh, speak a little bit about that and what you see as their primary value. Let's go one more level up so the software technology that will make sense. Yeah. Talk about dental economy, dental economics, and how you and I can help a dentist. Sure. So there's only one problem that I want to solve. And every dentist has it. The cost of dentistry is rising, but the price of dentistry is not rising. $6,000 used to be a lot of money when I was here. I'm still here, but I'm 54. When I'm in in by my standards. When I was in my 40s, implants used to cost $6,000. When I was in my 40s, I made $40,000 a year plus commission. I made $3,500 a month. Two months worth of my paycheck. Pre-tax would pay for one single treatment. Today, kids with Zero experience, fresh out of college with bachelor's degree, make six, seven, eight thousand dollars. But implants still cost six thousand dollars. Right. You see, the cost of dentistry has been steadily rising, but the price of dentistry has not been rising, and that makes the dentist poorer, poorer, and poorer, and poorer. And eventually, your mother-in-law will get them that you married a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I cannot fix the car, but we can do something about fixing your economic. You need more money, but you're looking in November. Right? You work any harder. You cannot work any longer. You see, that the tree is back-breaking work. You work bending over into a real estate that is about the size of a matchbox. There is a limit to what you as a human can do as a dentist. And you are a highly skilled, highly paid labor. You do make a lot of money, but you deserve to make a lot of money doing what you do. But dentally should think you don't deserve to get paid what you're asking. So the gap between your cash fees and the insurance fees keep rising. So what do you do to catch up to you, stay up with your bills and have a better lifestyle? You grow. You grow a dental practice by a million dollars at 160 bucks an appointment. You will need 6,250 appointments. That's not appointment. How many implied patients do you need to get $2 million? At $6,000 a pop, $167. At $20,000 to $40,000 full arch, uh, full mouth makeover, fewer than that, maybe three dozen. Yep. So you should sell more implant if you want to grow your practice. And there is another reason why you should do that. You see, a missing tooth is an incapacitating ailment. It is no different than missing a limb. When you put a brand new tooth in a human's mouth, you will improve the smile, increase their confidence, and empower them to bite into an apple or chew on a stick. When an adult can bite into an apple or chew on a stick, they will chew broccoli instead of milkshake. They will live a healthier life. As it 
splinters. You are not going to add years to somebody's life. But you can, with the help of implant, add life to someone's ears. Yep. You will give someone a better husband, better wife, a better life. All while you are helping your own family and your own clinic and your own practice and your own staff. So that is my larger than life. I want to help patients get better smiles and help dentists get more high profit revenue by selling high ticket dentists. Sure. I'm not going to tell you to over-diagnose or over-trade. That's not this is about. So the technology deck that I use, it is all set up in a way, in a symphony, to help a dentist do data-driven work. So we start with dental intelligence, dentalintel.com. There are many modules of DI that can cost hundreds of dollars a month each. I just start with analytics. AI analytics. That allows me to log into your Dentrix or EagleSoft or Open Dental and identify what you have. How is the patient, age 50 plus or age 45 plus or age 40 plus, active, who have been seen in your practice in the last two years that you presented an implant case that they did not accept? For every million you made last year, you will probably have between 150 and 225 rows of data. See what I call diamonds in your database represent between one and a half to two and a half million dollars in revenue not generated for every million dollars of revenue you actually generate. Can I convert it all? No. Some people just don't have money. Some, there is some duplication in data because if you present multiple cases and they bought one, then the other two, unless you retire, that's state, etc. They're going to pick up some job. But then at least a million dollars worth of unconverted leads for every million you generate. And you they you fall fifteen hundred patients to get to a million dollars. This is our birthday. Even if you get five new implant patients a month out of this game was played. So the first software is gentleman health. Second software is mailbox power. It mails postcard, greeting cards, and booklets to your in-house patient. Third software is key. It used to be called Infusionsoft. It has landing pages, funnels, and it sends out emails and text messages. And it's a CRM, so you can make phone calls. You can actually make phone calls directly from Dental Intelligence. And with a click of a button, you can make a phone call. And then whatever happens, you write a note. And the note goes right into the patient chart in Dentrix, EagleSoft, or uh, OpenDentics. All the data, the entire perfect prospect journey is documented in one set of software. And my team will build everything out, connect everything together, make sure there is a seamless flow of data from software to software to software. So your patient gets the email, the phone call, the text message, and the printer material pretty much hands off by your staff. That is why I have created my own technology deck. I don't own the technology. I am using off-the-shelf technology that is HIPAA compliant, has its own tech support, it has it have its own ecosystem. So I'm just the little guy who is using all the tools available to you to market to your ideal patient. Right. So what I what I hear you saying is it, it starts with the analytics, being able to evaluate patients that are already in the practice with a view towards uh, identifying implant candidates, and then automating the follow-up marketing to them to try and increase the the case acceptance and conversion rates um, so that you end up uh, obviously generating uh, uh, more revenue. Is that a, uh, a reasonably accurate summary? Yes, sir. Everybody, yeah. And 
I, you know, I obviously uh, specialize in working with dentists who are interested in transitioning their ownership, whether it's through a sale to a, a, a you know, dentist to dentist transaction or working with a DSO buyer. And what I tell all of my, my, uh, dental clients, both prospectively and once I'm working with them, is the fundamental driver of value in a dental practice is the profit that it generates. You know, it's not the equipment, it's not the facility. While those things have some dimension of value to them, ultimately, the core value is driven by the uh, by the economic and the profit. And so, anything that you do to grow that profit, both while you remain in the practice and ultimately when you eventually transition does two things it creates more current income and obviously uh, uh, significantly increases the equity value of the practice as well and so uh you know I, there's kind of only three ways that a dentist can increase their revenue see more patients see patients faster or three increase the dollar value of the services that are provided on an average basis uh, per patient. And uh, the one that makes the most sense to me is the third, because the other two are just, uh, it kind of puts you on the treadmill. It's like run faster, which is obviously physically taxing, uh, demanding for staff, and and clearly uh, hard on the dentist. But I've been working with dentists for uh, four decades now and and, and have been in hundreds, literally hundreds and hundreds of practices. And invariably, the the practitioners that that I've known that have enjoyed the highest incomes have the broadest um, range of practice and deliver a lot of high fee uh, services and uh, implants obviously are right in the in the core of that that kind of uh, endeavor. Um, so I think you're exactly on point in terms of uh, what you described. And the other thing that I have found over the years is the more that you can provide things to a practice owner on a turnkey basis and the less implementation effort it requires of them, the better it is ultimately and the more likely that it will get implemented. And in fact, they'll they'll uh, achieve the desired benefit. Yeah, because dentists are most commonly most interested in doing what the bulk of their training focused on, and that's taking care of their patients. To the degree, to the degree that they're doing other things, they don't necessarily enjoy it and they don't, they don't get a big yield out of it. You know, I, I tell dentists all the time, I have in 40 years, I have yet to meet a dentist who told me I'd like to spend more time uh, paying bills, doing accounting, managing payroll and those kinds of things. And I think marketing to some degree falls into the same bucket. While I would I would certainly say that it's more uh, attractive than some of those other things I just mentioned, it's still not delivering clinical care or taking care of a patient. So I, I see a lot of value in and uh, what you're uh, what you're suggesting. I know that you launched a very specifically uh, turnkey program focusing on the implants, sort of in the context of the dental growth machine. Speak to that for me a little bit, uh, if you will. Your Somewhere implants uh, service. Oh, so as you articulated clearly today, the dentists need to grow their dental practice. They want to sell more implants, but the challenge is the patients say no, and patients say no all the time. And when patients say no, six thousand dollars walk 
Patients are fearful of death. Patients are fearful of blood, infection, pain, healing, time away from work, how long the treatment will last, how long will treatment will take, and also how much it costs. I think this is an entrepreneur. And the doctor wants to talk about a bone and and the exam. You look the inside of someone's mouth from a three-dimensional point and you measure I mean, when you zoom into one tooth on a big screen, the project looks like a construction project. Implant is actually about the size of a ballpoint pen. Nobody talks about it. And the doctor doesn't give any patient education material to take home. So patient goes home and Google stuff and find all the crazy, gory, bloody images and videos that there's even more than it to how a patient feels certain. So my sub-board implant program, it's a comprehensive patient education system that automatically sends a sequence of email, correct mail, and there are a couple of thousand web assets that builds a perfect patient experience for an implant patient to consume information, knowledge about implantology and about this doctor before, during, and after the treatment, etc. I'm not a coach. I'm not going to teach the dentist how to be a better dentist or better implantologist. I am not a staff trainer. I'm not going to teach your staff how to be better staff. Frankly, single scare me. I'm not going to come and fix your practice. I just want a steady stream of prospective patients who book an appointment and come prepared to buy. And I understand that I don't want to teach you anything. I don't want you to learn how to do web development. I don't want you to learn how to do email marketing. I don't want you to learn how to design a postcard. I don't expect you to export data out of our dentrix or open dental or dental intel. I just want you to write a check. I have a crew that says, well, it's a true turnkey system that we implement in the life of that. That's why it works really. Got it. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think I think very often uh, in my experience, most uh, dentists sort of when they present treatment, uh, you know, they get a yes or no answer, and if they get a no, that's the end of it. There's not much in the way of follow-up effort to try and convert that no to a yes in the future. And clearly, the system that you describe is very heavily focused uh, in in that regard. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. So, here's the problem. So, and, and, and then lies the problem. You see, a dentist spends a lot of money a lot, right? Yeah. A typical implant dentist would love a couple million in revenue. They would spend five to thirty thousand dollars in online marketing with someone like Robert Fayo, DNP, uh, dental implant machine, or one of them digital marketing agents. For every ten thousand dollars you spend on marketing, you're going to get four hundred leads, twenty appointments, sixteen shows, twelve qualified shows, and ten patient starts. At ten patient starts for ten thousand dollars. You're paying a thousand dollars to acquire a new patient, you're happy because you're getting six to ten X return on your investment. And second, you pat yourself on the back because your sales ratio is too high. You're closing almost everyone who needs treatment and can afford it. But there's a problem. It's not that you are the world's best salesman, doctor. It's you have a large systemic data issue. You see, when you spend Money and marketing, three types of people come to you. Fit and fast who need a lot for now. That's what 10% of your total lead. Unfit. They don't have one budget or missing tooth and they should be removed from this. 10% fall. But perhaps being sure that 80% of the leads are quit or slow. They need to be nurtured and stayed in touch and someday they will become ready to book up. You are only talking to people who are fit and fat and need an offer now and you close 98, 80% off. Right, right. There, every new patient you bring in, there are 12 circling a parking lot and nobody's calling one of them. 
our quality. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you know, it's uh, it's kind of interesting because implicit what you described is what I think is one of the most common mistakes that practice owners make in terms of how they think about marketing. And that is, you know, if I spend a dollar today, I need to get, you know, two, three, four, five dollars in the next three to six months. And they don't necessarily think beyond that horizon. And I've, I encourage doctors to try and quantify and understand what the average lifetime value of a patient in their practice is over a more extended term. So if your average patient stays with you, let's say four years, um, you know, what's their value over that four year horizon? So to try and measure it in a three to six month window is really short sighted. And very often what they do is they spend the marketing dollars, they don't see that return in the three to six months. And then they stop spending. They stop marketing. Yeah. And say, uh, you know, I'm I'm not generating a return. This isn't working. As opposed to really thinking about it in a longer context. Mm-hmm. I guess what related to this, you know, one of the questions I would have for you, given that you've helped a lot of dentists over the years, is what do you see as the most common mistake that practitioners make with their marketing? Well, the most common mistake. There is a whole list of them. But I'll give you what. You know, when I'm looking to book an appointment, the three times I can call. Because for coming to work or on my way to work while driving. You're not open at that. I'm getting a voice or call center. Then don't book an appointment. Then just take down number and somebody will call me. And they'll call me when I'm in a meeting, I'm busy, I'm at work, I'm driving at work, I'm doing something. So the doctor's office will call me back at the most inconvenient time just to book an appointment so I can leave my home or office and spend half a day with you. Or I can call you during lunchtime. And many dental practices shut down the entire office for the lunch hour so the staff can congregate and giggle and socialize during the only golden hour when working class employees who is your bread and butter patient have a window to call you to book up. Right. So I call it lunch, what's next? And then maybe you'll call them. Because see, this dental staff, there is a shortage of staff. There is always too few people and too many, too many things to do in a dental office. I'm not. And your staff isn't just sitting there doing nails or uh, chilling. They're going crazy. So I don't get all that. And I'm busy too. So then I call back on my way to work. Up for, on, my, on my way home. Or after my work is done. You're closed. So I call. I either leave a message with your voicemail or with an answering machine who just take a number but not book me an appointment. So you actually have genuine bona fide sales prevention department in your phone. Right. So have a appointment scheduling system so someone can click to book an appointment directly into your bankrupt open dental or eagle soft. If you're using something else there but, but with these. So again okay, dental intelligence has a tool called engagement. And among other things it gives you a HIPAA compliance scheduling tool where the patient can book an appointment just now it has some complications for the office and the patient don't do it right and it creates more work for the staff but it gives you an amazing convenience for the patient uh, my friend Dr. Chris Phelps owns a call center called Golden Go Schedule they will call people and book appointment directly into your chat so these are things you can do to enhance and improve your patient phone experience yeah yeah there's been a lot of studies done and uh, that suggests that the average dental practice does not answer 
35 to 40% of their incoming phone calls or doesn't answer them appropriately. So if you're paying money to make the phone ring and, you know, three and a half or four out of 10 times, it doesn't get handled appropriately. That's just the flushing money down the toilet and further exacerbates that return on investment uh, problem that we talked about. Yeah. Let's talk for a moment about the flip side of the coin, you know, as opposed to the most significant problems, what are their characteristics of the best dental marketers that you've encountered? What, what, are, what are some of the elements of what you would describe as a highly effective practice marketing program? So, I'll give you an example of Northern Dental Care. Very successful practice in Canada that was started by my friend, Dr. Carlo Viasucci. He is a full thing money channel in the middle of nowhere. He is urban, but still, it's like one of those bonies of Canada. Uh, and they have a lot of competition. And he grew from $250,000 to $7 million. And I met him when he was at $2.5 million. And then we grew to his practice together and he started a coaching. So let's compare a Carlo Viasucci practice to a non Carlo Viasucci practice. What's different? Another one is Dr. Greg White. Almost South Carolina, he does $3.5 million more four or five million between three to five million dollars single doctor working 29 hours right. and then you and then you look at dr victoria chen in las vegas so three four locations aggregate total they make about eight and million dollars for practice uh you look at dr uh, omar Salema in uh for ohio three locations these are high yield practices and what is common among them is system checklist process efficiency they run like a well-oiled machine they run like an assembly they understand that their on stage appearance is largely dependent on their backstage infrastructure they have checklist of checklists they all come together and put on a spectacular act when curtain goes and therefore everyone when curtain goes yep yeah, I, I, uh, that's consistent with my own, uh, observations as well. You know, systems and process really, uh, accomplishes amazing things. And, uh, you know, you, you find that, uh, practices that, that, uh, don't have it, you know, it, it's where the process is really random. You get very differential outcomes. Uh, you know, I tell, I, uh, when I used to do, uh, practice management consulting, I, would tell my consulting clients, you know, there is a very specific reason why a French fry in in McDonald's tastes the same in every McDonald's, no matter where it is across the country or even internationally overseas, tastes the same. doesn't make any difference who cooks the fry or where it's being cooked. It's because they have a very well-defined and highly articulated system for how that french fry gets prepared and so they get a predictable result each and every time that french fry gets served and you know it, it uh, there's a lot of value in trying to achieve the same kind of approaches in a dental practice and that's not to say that dental care is like french fries it's not but systems and process in a dental practice are equally as valuable as systems and process in a fast food restaurant. Um, I think that's uh, that's the greater point. Uh, part of I, I, you know, we started this with uh, my making the commitment that I was only going to take up a half an hour of your time. We've already gone well over that. Any any final thoughts or pearls of wisdom you would leave for folks uh, before we break it off? Yeah, and also most importantly. 
if you would share with folks how they can uh, uh, reach you or learn more about uh, e-launchers if they're uh, interested. Thank you. So here's my final thought. Um, have you heard of a book called Acres of Diamond by Russell Connell? I, I, I know of it. I have not read it. So I actually wrote a book called Diamonds in Your Date, Dental Data. And, and the theory is there are diamonds in your data. And when you have dental intelligence or added or practice by number for one of those two, I prefer BI, but that one don't to the town. There were a dozen or so on the market that I had. You have a shell and you have a mind. You just need to take. I'm the best bigger on earth and I love working with dentists. You have dentrix, open dental, or eagle soft. I can work with other applications too, but if you have these three, even if you don't have dental intel, call book time with me at www.meetpartive.com. Six clicks of less. I haven't asked you to repeat that uh, that website again slowly because you sure. said it fairly fast. And if I didn't understand you, I'm sure our listeners won't understand you. Go to www.meetmeetpartive.com to book an appointment. Got it. We'll spend 20 minutes together. If you don't have dental intel, no problem. I'll give you, I'll get you a 30 day free trial. And I need to get in there for 30 seconds. And I'll show you how much data you have. You can, if you're having a bad month, if you need to extract the $100,000 from the practice to buy a new book, or if you want to pay off a mortgage, uh, or if you want to pay your child's Indian wedding, or if you want to pay for your child's dental college. So going in debt, you can just go into your diamonds in the data and sell them and sell my to learn more about my program go to www.sellmoreimplants.com or dentalgrowmachine.com and request an info kit and I'll send it. Perfect. Uh, all right, Pardif, thank you so much for uh, making the time available today. I just want to share with everybody, Pardif has done a lot of work for me in terms of helping me build the marketing assets wrong for my business. Um, I would re- be remiss if I didn't tell you that the guy is a wizard. Uh, he really does super high quality work. And um, I have encouraged folks, talk to him, even if you end up not using uh, his services, at a minimum, you'll come away from your interaction with him smarter than you were going in. And uh, that's a that that's a good thing. So uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, thank you, Partiv. Uh, I hope you have a great rest of the day, the rest of the week. And we will be talking again soon and on the next uh, episode of the Success Strategies for Dental Practice Owners podcast. Uh, thanks for your time today. Thank you very much, Ted. Sure. This has been Success Strategies for Dental Practice Owners. We hope you gain valuable insights and practical wisdom that will guide you on your journey to success with your practice. To visit Stan Kinder on the web, go to www.everythingdso.com. If you found today's episode helpful, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an opportunity to hear brilliant insights from dental industry insiders. Remember, whether you're planning your next strategic move, seeking ways to enhance your practice's value or dreaming of expanding your dental empire, we're here to guide you on your way to success.